Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I'm your host, Evan. And I'm your host, Zach. And that voice you don't hear is our beloved third host, <laughs> longtime friend of the pod, Cody Kiwi Wrote. He is uh, unfortunately at work, I guess. Yeah, I've been Something called like that. in. Something about rain in California. Who we knows? need a man for the job. They did, and, and who better, really? Uh, you know, and in Cody's honor, we are going to spend an entire podcast um, just absolutely singing the praises of Disney, right? That's the plan That's for today? That's the plan. We'll see yeah, how it yeah. goes. We're big Disney boys here, uh, all <laughs> three of us. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to start with uh, the new direct-to-Disney Plus, Robert Zemeckis-directed Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks. Sounds great, doesn't it? Lovely. Yeah. What could be better? What else do we have on deck? Uh, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about some upcoming releases that have been making some noise, good or bad, at making some uh, white noise festivals. <laughs> yeah, white noise. Um, and then uh, what else are we doing? We're going to talk more about Disney in the last segment, and uh, that is their recent fan expo, I guess. It's called yeah, D23, D23, where they announce all of their upcoming projects for the next couple years, uh, give updates and trailers on ones we already knew about. And uh, let me tell you, the future of Disney looks bright. <laughs> <laughs> as bright as the wishing <laughs> as, star. As bright as the star you wish upon in the night sky. Uh, <laughs> with that, anything else you want to throw out in the, uh, the intro to make Cody happy? I can say that it is, I guess, happy Saturday, uh, or sorry, Sunday, September 11th. Yes, a moment of silence, I guess. Um, and then uh, let's dive right in. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the eighth wonder of the world. The one and only Pinocchio! All right, Zach, so we're going to start off with uh, Pinocchio. This is, uh, I don't know how highly anticipated this has been because there's a competing Guillermo del Toro version of this movie coming out later in the year that I think everybody kind of decided was going to be vastly superior anyway. But, uh, you know, Robert Zemeckis hasn't made a good movie in a while, but, you know, he's got the track record. He's got the pedigree. You know, I don't know what you'd say his last, like, truly good movie is. I don't know that I would call it, like, Flight a truly good movie. It's fine. Um, but I mean, again, this is still the director of Love It or Hate It, Forrest Gump, uh, Cast Away, the Back to the Future trilogy, Contact. Like, this guy's got some big movies under his belt, and here he is doing Pinocchio. What What is Pinocchio for anyone that doesn't know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pinocchio is the beloved tale of a... Um, craft woodworker i suppose mm -hmm. named geppetto who loves making little kind of novelty clocks and and wooden things and he longs for a, a beautiful sun <laughs> which he carves out of wood specifically uh, pine in this yeah, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um and is given the name pinocchio uh and out of a a wish from the bottom of this man's heart uh the blue fairy grants this puppet a chance at life only needing to prove three things to become a real boy, that he is brave, unselfish, and I don't remember the last one. I think one. honest. Is it honest? I think it's honest. That's yeah. why his nose grows. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. I, I don't. I have, it's been a long time since I watched the original animated version, so I don't remember it's freaky. what stipulations she gives him in that one. But yeah, so basically this puppet just has to prove that you know he can be a real boy um, by being good. And then uh, she assigns a cricket to be his conscience um and jiminy the, cricket yes, specifically jiminy cricket uh and then the rest of the story is pinocchio trying to prove that he holds these qualities that will yes allow him but to be falling into temptations mm -hmm. along the way uh yeah this movie is kind of that uh for sure i think uh it's there's so many weird things about this movie that I would say were unnecessary. So, <laughs> I think so, the entire un <laughs> endeavor was unnecessary. Well, you could say that about basically any of the live action remakes. If yeah. you even want to call this a live action remake, 
because basically the only real thing it's in like this a live, it, is Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's kind of this weird um, abomination of like it's like melded together like a new adaption and drawing heavily on the original animated source material. Right. Uh, to detrimental effect of both but, halves. But, but yeah, but it's not even really drawing more on the original source material. It's it's really like well, we're the, remaking the, the, the original animated, animated film. Right, but the, the things they add to it have no bearing in like the actual story of yeah. Pinocchio. It's they just, just like they mostly just take the character's likeness. They did the solo thing. They're like, "What's your name? Ben? Who's your family? I don't have any." All right, solo. I like, <laughs> or like uh, Han. I guess it was. I was yeah, thinking yeah. I mixed up the the Star Wars Kylo movies. Kylo Ren. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe that's how he got his name too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Pinocchio. They're just like, I made him out of pine. Pinocchio. Yeah, so stupid. Oh my <laughs> and it's God. just like there's little things like that that happen throughout the movie. Yeah, that are it's very just cringe. Very very strange. Yes. Um, all of the creations in the typical Robert Zemeckis fashion, like. Basically, every movie he's done since Polar Express mm-hmm. have occupied a certain amount of this unca- uh, uncanny valley, and this movie is that for sure. Like, yeah, it's the animated Pinocchio mold. Like the the puppet looks like Pinocchio from the movie, but then it also is trying to move in realistic fashions, and it just gets really strange. You know, like all of the the cat that he has is CGI, the fish that he has is CGI. They don't really look like they belong in this environment. He's got a room full of clocks that are clearly not real, that are not there, and they're all Disney themed, which is horrible uh, in and of itself. But like a lot of just strange decisions. What what did you think about the entirety of Pinocchio? I strongly disliked it. Um, It's an affront to everyone's (laughs) eyes. Uh and it's just very not good um just bizarre choices like you mentioned uh and the the visual effects are terrible really bad um i i don't i don't know how to explain why they would release this like you know what (laughs) i mean i can explain why they didn't release it in theaters well yeah absolutely because no one would have go to no one would have went to watch it after like opening weekend (laughs) which i mean every every single one of these um, adaptations has been financially su- mm. successful, right? I guess there's only this one. Has there been any other directed Disney Plus releases? Uh, the Lady and the Tramp was like a oh, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, that's Plus right. That was one of the premiere, ones that like was like, first yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. To, a teaser to also like, get not people good. To, to subscribe along with like that Anna Kendrick Christmas movie. I <laughs> oh, never saw that. That was yeah. called Noel. <laughs> and like The Mandalorian or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Dang, Disney Plus has been out a while now. Um, yeah, so. It looks it looks cheap. Um, again, like I mentioned earlier, they only lift kind of cosmetic elements from the animated uh, mm-hmm. version, um, and then just make really really bizarre story choices with regards to the characters that are introduced. Um, new characters added. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that bird was not in the original movie. I don't think. That no. Comes was, around. No. Yeah. No, no. I don't even remember her name now. I don't either. Um. Yeah. We get a uh, talking bird. Just comes we around get... to comment on situations. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> Well, and and really, like, does a lot of work to yeah. get the plot moving forward by just knowing information and then <laughs> f- flying them around. Um, we also get uh, Fabiana, a new character. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. And the puppet. I don't remember the puppet's name. I don't either. And an, uh, a puppeteer's, like, revolution and unionization. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some weird smoke monsters on yeah that's on the, pleasure island very strange that, like, that like instead of just like the the internalized sin of these boys being like naughty and and vile turning them into donkeys in the original movie there are like physical smoke monsters that come get them and like yeah like round them up yeah um and then just a bloated runtime uh when we after we watched this i was like how because we you know when you start the movie it tells you how long it is right and it's like an hour and it's almost two hours right or it might almost be even longer. yeah and the original is like 88 80 minutes, minutes yeah. dude yeah it's so the original is like much tighter narratively right um, wastes a lot less time and is more emotional like yeah and uh the thematic and like emotional arcs of the of that movie are cleanly resolved in which this is not mm-hmm. it, it, 
and you mentioned this to me when I was like, this is insane how it just ended at this, at this point. And you're like, oh, I think it's because there was talks about doing a sequel. Yeah, I'm sure they want to make is, another one. Um, is is uh frankly vile <laughs> yeah it's uh it's crazy so i i was starting to write a review of this but i haven't you know found the time to actually get through the whole thing but <laughs> the the start of it is just about like man what happened to robert zemeckis because again like i don't think you could show somebody um even even the most generous one you could do is who framed roger rabbit and pinocchio like i think you could draw a direct line as to why he is the director of this movie from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could show people those movies and they'd be able to tell you that this was the same director that did this. Like, no, it's yeah. it's insane. It's night and day. Yeah, and he's just, he's, he's fallen into his worst impulses. But I think given that track record, you can see why you're making a live-action Pinocchio with a cricket running around and talking and boys turning into donkeys, and it's like there's going to be a lot of CGI work. Let's get a guy that knows how to blend these things together. Don't know why they would pick Robert Zemeckis, but I can see why the idea would come into some executive's head. Uh, but the, the result is just a disaster, and, and the thing it gets me thinking is we're doing all of these live-action remakes of classic Disney movies, and I think not one of them would be what you'd call like actively good. Like at the very best, they're just mildly inoffensive to the people that are fans of the original movie. Um, and it just kind of goes to show you that Disney doesn't seem to understand why people liked the movies that they made before and would go to see a live action remake of it. Um, there's just they've all been so lifeless, you know, like. The magic of those old Disney movies in the in the '90s that they've been remaking pretty heavily, and even before that, the earlier ones has been. It was always like that they felt larger than life, and to make them real people without adding any sense of that like wonder, instead of just going through the motions of like recreating a scene from an animated movie that you know you're not going to be able to pull off as well, it just hasn't worked yet. And I don't know if there is a way to make it work, but it's pretty grim. Yeah, it is is very baffling. I'll be honest, this is the only live action adaptation I've seen mm, of all good of them. For you. This will probably be the last one. I guess you could call Cruella sort of a no, live action. I mean, cuz this is but that's an entirely different story. Yes. And I guess if you want to call that a live action adaptation, that's probably the best one, I would say. Right. And then and again, they went with a totally different thing and made it a totally different kind of story than Yeah, absolutely. Um but in, in terms of the Disney classics, right? Because Cruella is not a one-to-one of 101 Dalmatians. Right. It's like a, a prequel, which is probably the worst part about it. Um, <laughs> that it that it just like butterflies right to the end or right to the beginning of yep. 101 Dalmatians, which I I almost m- was moved to tears because I was like, no, why did they ruin it? Right? <laughs> like, what, what did they, they do to us? How, like, because you give, I mean, this is not a Cruella episode, but like you give Cruella a very interesting story arc, and then yes. immediately the ne- the next time we see her, she's gonna be evil. Yeah, <laughs> what? Come on. Yeah, right. And no like explanation for how yeah. she gets from like mildly sinister or like not even really. She's not even really evil in that movie. I know she's like fairly vindicated yeah. in the film, and like you know, <laughs> hey, Cruella one two murder is still on its way. One murder aside, it's I, I'm willing to forgive for at least one the murder. Park, you know. <laughs> Perdita and Pongo have to, oh, man. you know, still get together. Okay, off the rails a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I agree. From everything that I've seen, you know, discussions I've had with, with you and, and our other host and just, like, discussion online um, and on social media, like, all of these have been lukewarmly received at best. Right. Um, and just kind of, like, almost, like, strip-mined for, you mm-hmm. know, to, to to get a uh, financial return on an IP that they already that, that they know already has like right. cultural appeal and is like beloved between Disney adults and and their kids right um and i mean for which some is, of those kids this might be like an introduction to disney i mean i'm sure if if a parent is disney inclined enough they have disney plus they can show them the original animated version but you do wonder if some kid is seeing like aladdin for the first time as the you know, like the Will Smith genie and like all of that. I don't know. Just interesting. Yeah. If it, these things are going to have like a revival sometime down the, the line, you know? 
each of these has been like the dolly generation of like you know yeah of, like, you put <laughs> you put like aladdin into dolly too and then you get the aladdin that they produce right. as a live action like aladdin just, with will smith as the genie yeah it's just, just so so bizarre and yeah. i think the worst part of it is that people still go out to see it you know what i mean like well, I and think, that's coming at the expense of other smaller things that are out there or what the creatives at Disney could be doing instead of being like, well, what if we, uh, you know, just did Mulan, but we took all the songs out and then everyone gets pissed off because the songs are gone, but then everyone else gets pissed off because it's not even different than, you know, like yeah. they just can't, there's no winning. Rip Mushu. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's just no winning though. Like you can't, there's nothing you can do with these movies you can't shot for shot remake them otherwise people will tell you it's pointless and it doesn't capture the same energy like i just said earlier and if you change too much then all the nostalgic disney adults get pissed off that like their childhood is being changed or whatever so it's there's i don't get why they keep doing these other than i guess that it makes them a ton of money yeah i don't know i honestly would would prefer a shot for shot remake i think like even though that that's I don't, go Cre- watch the new Lion King. Then. That's creatively like void, you know, and, yeah. and effortless. Uh, but I think that's better than what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is kind of a lose lose, other other than like from a financial perspective, which is who's really making these decisions right now, right? Like executives and and marketers, right? For they're this. seeing returns in the box office. Yeah, and this is what's and making that's money. All, that's all that matters. Plus, they're kind of it's become this kind of. Um, self-perpetuating machine of like you know the industry itself right now where only big things are getting made so only big things are yeah. getting seen which in turn makes more big things and is pushing out smaller and smaller uh smaller and smaller um endeavors are much more risky now yeah of course especially when like no one's going to the movie theater anymore so it's either you're gonna make a billion dollars on your big blockbuster or you're gonna make basically nothing yeah so that's tough and then too there's like this whole culture machine behind everything too like we've talked about it a lot with marvel where it's like i don't even like any of these marvel movies but like i'm still like following along oh who are they going to get to play this or whatever it's become like the cultural zeitgeist now and i think it's the same thing with these live action remakes that's like oh okay they did pinocchio when are they going to do hercules now and who are they going to get to do this and like what what's going to be the deal with that and then you watch the movie and you're like i hated that why do they keep doing this and then You know, you get a trailer for The Little Mermaid and you're like, oh my God, they're doing The Little Mermaid now. And it's just this cycle of like excitement and disappointment. And I wonder what has to happen for that to break. Maybe they just have to run out of classic movies to remake. Even even that is not the the light at the end of the tunnel that you think it is. And we're going to talk about that in our later yeah, segment. That is, that is actually <laughs> true. Because, yeah, no, there's no... Uh, you know, um, how do I preface this? You know, Disney will parade a corpse around and and sell it to you. You know what I mean? Call it Weekend at Bernie's. Exactly. (laughs) The reboot. They they will definitely uh, very much drain the life out of. Would that be Weekend at Mickey's? Yeah, I I would mean Mickey was the dead one, so maybe they wouldn't do that. Um, Yeah, very much like extract every every little last drop of of magic so, from from so their intellectual properties uh, uh man it's it's just crazy uh, let's talk a little bit more about pinocchio specifically I know, get, yeah i know you have some thoughts on, on these on these performances in this movie yeah uh, let's start there so tom hanks is in this movie a frequent collaborator i guess you could say of yeah. robert zemeckis colonel tom parker colonel tom parker round two if he was italian i guess we're not <laughs> clear where colonel tom parker is from but turns out he's from italy and he's a woodworker before he became elvis's manager because uh, tom hanks is doing basically that unhinged level of like performance to bring up another wild thing that they introduced in this movie so in the original pinocchio if i remember correctly um geppetto is just like a lonely old man who never had a son so he builds himself one out of uh out of wood in this movie it's very explicitly stated that he had a son the son grew to a certain like adolescent age died (laughs) 
and he's building this puppet to replace it, which adds a whole nother layer of morbidity to yeah. this movie. I mean, it is mostly subtext. I don't think any. I don't think Geppetto actually says anything about his son in the movie. Yeah. But there's a framed photo of a child that he is like around, caressing yeah, as he's building the Pinocchio size, and then yeah, of course, he becomes. You know, he gets wished to be alive. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it is very much uh, darker and more perverse than, yeah. than the original like right off the top yeah. more than it needs to be which is insane there's a number of weird decisions um monstro the giant whale um instead of like eating geppetto and then pinocchio finding him and them escaping together he eats them both at the same time they're in yeah. there for uh, mm-hmm. what seems like a few two, minutes two minutes yeah. yeah and then they're getting away and he's chasing him down and all of a sudden he's got tentacles for some reason now like they make a lot of really strange just additions that don't actually add anything and in some cases take things away. They give um Pinocchio like dash par super speed legs so they can like yeah. motorboat the the raft away. Yeah. Like, very much ripping off Incredibles. Like. It's just really <laughs> baffling decisions at every turn. Uh like you said there's this new character that's added um mostly so that way they can add like new music. That like yeah. new songs to hopefully qualify for an Oscar that there's no way they're getting nominated for, so it yeah it's like these movies only exist to make a ton of money and this one even too I'm not sure if I get it because it's going straight to Disney Plus so not sure anybody's signing up for Disney Plus that didn't already have it to watch this Pinocchio remake. Yeah, I agree with that. I Did know. you have anything redeeming you'd like to say about Pinocchio or? Any or you want to keep piling on? It is almost it is almost devoid of any redeeming qualities. Um, I think that uh, I got nothing. Honestly, I, I, uh, this movie is just so offensive. <laughs> I, um, I think the I know you don't like the kid who plays Pinocchio. I thought Pinocchio himself was fine. If His annoying, voice just didn't sound quite like I felt like it needed to. I'm yeah. not sure what I was expecting, but. Yeah, I don't remember. The kid's been um, in a couple things that yeah, I've seen him in. Yeah, he was in, in Bly Manor. He was in Flora, Fiora, and Ulysses. Yeah, and, he's, and like, he's fine in that, like yeah. Flora and Ulysses or whatever, yeah. but didn't didn't feel right for Pinocchio, maybe, but yeah, it totally doesn't, me. doesn't really matter. Um, Luke Evans is kind of doing like a Jack Sparrow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I think the worst part of this for me is, one, how bad it looks, and then yeah. the bizarre changes to the story. And then most egregiously is they added musical numbers that were kind of whatever, you know, sure. like the one there's like a peer pressure one. There's like something about the, the Fabiana's puppet, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fine. And, you know, but then they in adding these or whatever, they they completely changed. Uh, no I've got str- no strings. Yeah, got no yeah strings. which is the best part of the original movie. Like, I love that right. musical number. And, and then it's just completely different in this. It's, and it's like you said, right? They bloat this runtime. They add like 40 minutes onto it or whatever it is. And then they like basically completely axe that, that musical number from the original movie. You know? Yeah, it's it's very shortened. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't understand how you managed to take a movie like Pinocchio, the original one with, with you know, like an around an 80 minute, uh-huh. 80 minute runtime um, and then make this longer and also less satisfying because mm-hmm. you have so much more time, you know? It's just, it's really, really very strange. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I don't know. They've, they've got a handful of these things still on deck that I'm sure we're going to talk about in the final segment today, but it's hard to see. I, I don't know. This has to be like the nadir of these whole things. Like, I can't imagine any of them being this level of grim. Like, the, even The Lion King was, you know, soulless, but at least it was like, a movie? I don't know. You would put this at the bottom of of uh, all. You know, I don't have a list of them offhand, but I think it'd be pretty close. I mean, yeah. but again, I think spoiler alert for my uh, roundup or whatever. I think I gave this one star, but the best of these, if you're not counting Cruella, it's probably like Dumbo, the Dumbo remake, I, which I gave maybe three stars. Yeah. So like the the range of these things are not horribly offensive to one of the worst movies i've ever seen like that is <laughs> yeah, the range that yeah, these yeah. things have had and i i don't know i don't know what very they're... small scale yeah 
All right, let's round it up. So you 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 already spoiled it off the top here. Yep, that, one one uh, star for one star. Uh, good yeah. old Pinocchio, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. Yes, this movie also establishes the concept of influencers. Yeah, and the existence of Chris Pine. Yes, <laughs> in whatever Disney universe this occupies. There's something else that Honest John says too that I I can't remember now. But I was hey, there's, like, there's a bright spot. Honest John wasn't the worst. Thing I've ever seen you know he no, was okay yeah. Keegan-Michael Key does fine as Honest John yes Honest John is cool in the original mm-hmm. um and then uh I like Lampwick like Lampwick was fine in this movie sure. probably one of the better parts yeah you know keeping calling him keep calling him slats I also want to shout out Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt you're fucking awful in this dude like I'm so <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry we I talk about yeah, Jimmy, Cricket. Jimmy Cricket is like it looks like problematic he's dude yeah it's it's <laughs> horrendous please look up jimmy cricket in this ad- adaptation online like look at what he looks oh, like first God, of all dude. and then listen to the voice it's just not good yeah you asked it. me who it was and i think i actually was aware of who was pinocchio and who was like geppetto and who was uh jimmy cricket and i like listening to his voice i was like there's no way like who is this person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just he just they overuse the his shortened name because he calls him like Pinocchio. You yeah, know, it's way too much. <laughs> just too much, dude. Just call him Pinocchio, please. Yeah. All right, we're done. Right? No, you have to give it your star number. Oh, yeah. one, one, one like a All right, flat one, one. Star across the board. I got no strings to hold me down and make me fret or make me frown. I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. All right, Zach, so we're going to brighten things up a little bit by talking about some festival movies or, you know, who knows if it's going to be brighter or or dimmer, depending on what we talk about here. Don't worry, darling. (laughs) Yes, please don't worry. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, in the last segment, we're going to jump back to Disney and bring everyone back down. But for now, uh, we are just wrapping up here the... Both the Ven, I guess it's the Venice and Toronto, Toronto and Telluride film festivals. So, a lot of new movies premiered. Pretty much everything, not a hundred percent of everything that's going to be in like the fall. Some of the more exciting, you know, releases. award season, but most everything. I think AFI Fest usually introduces like maybe one movie or two movies that kind of are in contention. But this is kind of it. The big ones are out now. So, I guess. This doesn't have to be a long segment or anything. We can just shout out a few things that looked interesting. Do you want to start, though, with the Don't Worry Darling discourse? Because we haven't talked about it on the show. It's been... It's been kind of like the... A roller coaster. Center of center of film Twitter for, for a little while now. For sure. And I think, like, the, the ride that we've all been on for this. Like, there's always been a some amount of controversy in it. Uh, there was, like, the very original announcement that Shia LaBeouf was getting replaced with Harry Styles way back when they were filming this thing. Right. And that was right before Shia LaBeouf, uh, who was at FKA Twigs, came out mm-hmm. and made her ac- accusations against... Um, was it that early? Because I know that story kind of came out when around the release of Honey Boy, which was like 2019. Right, but I think... Because that's where they met, yeah. they met on the set of that. And right. And that's where they're... Yeah, but everything I've read, if I remember... I mean, it's been such a long time, is that they were in production or pre-production for uh don't worry darling and shia labeouf was a part of this and then when those uh, accusations came out shia labeouf was removed from the movie there wasn't like it wasn't very clear but it seemed like somewhere in that timeline that they those two things were related um we will get into what happened after that but other than that you know i think people were excited book smart was pretty critically acclaimed pretty commercially beloved uh, Olivia Wilde was like the new, you know, ingenue director out here. Like everyone was excited for what she was going to do next. Uh, Florence Pugh is cast in this movie. Everything about it seems pretty exciting. And then just slowly and surely things <laughs> go wrong. Uh, Olivia Wilde leaves Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles, Styles the yep. star of her movie. There are rumors of discord between her and Florence Pugh. Um, all of this though comes to a head at the venice film festival now where florence Pugh was late she doesn't go to the q a harry styles is giving weird answers at like press <laughs> conferences he would fit right in on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this podcast is that it's uh, it's a podcast yeah. and uh 
just everything about it has been super weird. There's this whole controversy of did he or did he not spit on Chris Pine, which I think pretty definitively he did not. Right, yeah. But still, like, the speculation around it has been sort of all-consuming on Twitter. I, I don't know. Just hilarious. What was, was your take on the whole – first, I guess, the controversy around it, whatever, but, like, where are we at on this movie now? <laughs> uh hard to say i am i am fully excited still i can't wait to see yes. what what the result of all this has been um oh, you know big florence Pugh fan mm-hmm. harry styles too um as a musician i would say i, I mean yeah. he's fine in dunkirk but it's not much of a role sure and just and just like as a celebrity personality yeah i think he's interesting to me and, and agreed uh so yeah I, I am excited to see how this goes um it's so far it does not bode well the reviews are pretty abysmal and i yeah. think more likely than anything like who who can say in the minds of these people but like florence Pugh and olivia wilde having some sort of feud is certainly possible but i think it's altogether more likely like florence Pugh is a good actress a very good actress that has chosen her roles pretty well so far i would say i think she probably has a pretty good sense that this movie is a piece of shit and so, like, I think it's probably more likely she's skipping the press tour because she doesn't want to be, like, maybe visually associated so much with the the bad reception that she maybe figures this movie's going to get. I don't know. That's my speculation on it. Yeah, genuinely, who knows? Yeah. That's kind of like in, you know, Occam's Razor thing where it's like the simplest answer is probably often the right one. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's so funny to me thinking about this now how kind of – our generation is on the cusp of like when the internet exploded you know there we lived in like a dial-up era where uh the internet was like really taking off and then yeah i think it rapidly grew up with with us yeah and then social the the advent of like social media and stuff and how much like i remember growing up um one of my older cousins she would always watch like uh, what's the like not E, but like it's like oh, know, Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment whatever. Tonight yeah, or something like sure. that. Yeah, where yeah. they like it's like a celebrity roundup of all like you know the gossip and then like TMZ even yeah. like all that stuff is happening on television and now that's kind of transitioned to it's happening Twitter. simultaneously yes. on Twitter. Yeah, like it, these are not pre-packaged television shows. That... But but like it's like if those television shows had a comment section. Yeah, <laughs> and just everybody who's tuned in is unhinged. Like <laughs> these people are, are so invested. In people's lives who they'll you know likely never meet, and right. certainly if they met them, not not really have a true social relationship, social relationship with them. This is all Correct. completely parasocial, yeah. and it is so funny how diehard these people are about whatever camp they're in. Like you know, you have like <laughs> Harry Stans who are, who are saying like, which they're the worst people on the internet, like by you know, a wide margin. Everything is just, a, oh, we're gonna get canceled for that comment. Everything <laughs> is a, everything is just such a conspiracy theory. They're like, oh, he's just pretending to like Olivia, and like you know, yeah. it's just distancing. Oh, they hate Olivia. Oh, yeah, wow, I've, I've yeah. spent a little too much time just like down the rabbit hole of Harry Styles fan Twitter. Anytime like <laughs> Olivia Wilde is trending on Twitter, it's just it's just a disaster. It's bad, yeah. I mean, and then you have people in Olivia's corner, you have people in Florence's corner, and just like this this cycle of you know with every new headline, it just becomes this like battleground online, right. which is just. The the, 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 the content, so yes, good. the content like, is great, but the also video of this... Chris Pine just <laughs> staring blankly ahead as Harry Styles opines about how great it is to be in a movie that's a movie yeah. in a theater. Very much got some good some good Chris Pine stills out of out of the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> um, yeah, just insanity. Uh, yeah, I I'm worried this movie is going to be just a mess. But I it's, think you know what I'm going to have a, a good time mess. either way. Yeah, yeah. you know. We, you know, we're going to go down with the ship. I think wait till this movie actually comes out and we have like the, you know, frame by frame Twitter analysis of why Florence Pugh looks like she's miserable (laughs) in this scene or whatever. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to watch it no matter what, obviously. And we're going to have a a fantastic time doing it. Yeah. So we'll Uh, be talking about that one. No doubt. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I feel like this might be like kind of a, um, last night in soho effect with the trailer because i think the trailer for this movie is very very good it is it's incredible i I like this trailer a lot and then we're yeah it's just not gonna be good (laughs) in the theater but hey that's okay we're gonna find out so lots of movies have premiered over the last few weeks um do you want to just maybe shout out a couple that look good things that you're excited about 
Yeah, um, I think other than Don't Worry Darling, I'm uh, really looking forward to um, Tar, the Kate yep, Blanchett that one. Was it looks so high up good. On my list too. I saw, uh, I watched um, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul this past mm-hmm. weekend, and the trailer for it played in front. And good I was trailer. Like, Damn, that looks good. And, and apparently then, all the reviews say it is, so yeah. we're excited. And then, of course, Kate uh, Blanchett just got Best Actress. At Venice, um, yeah, yeah, for for that performance, yeah, I think uh, Women Talking is one that I'm interested in. Uh, Sarah Pauly is the director on that one. Uh, a lot of it's just because it's a cast. Um, you know, I've heard this movie is basically just a group of women sitting around and talking to each other, uh, which sounds right up my alley. Who doesn't love that? And uh, you know, you've got Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara. Like the cast on this thing is excellent, yeah, stellar. Paddington himself, Ben Wishaw, so. Excellent. You know, that that sounds awesome. I'm in. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, The Fablemans, actually. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg's, uh, I don't know, semi-pseudo-autobiographical. I just watched the trailer on this today. Yeah. And have you seen the trailer yet? No, I haven't. It looks like it's Belfast, but for Steven Spielberg. And I oh, think, so it's going to be really good then. Yeah, and the thing is, is like I think Belfast might have worked if anybody cared about what made Kenneth Branagh into Kenneth Branagh, you know, like that movie is stuffed with little Easter eggs about the movies he made. Like he's reading a Thor comic and, you know, he's got an Agatha Christie yeah, murder yeah. book in the, in the corner. And it looks like there's a lot of like imagery in the Fableman's trailer of Spielberg movies. And like, you can see sort of, uh, this shot right here is something that like translates into ET or translates into, you know, catch me if you can or whatever. But I think, there's only a handful of directors that kind of earn that distinction and earn the right to make, right. you know, this like, uh, this is how, you know, pressure formed one of the great directors of our time. Kenneth Branagh doesn't get to do that in my mind. <laughs> I mean, literally he gets to do it. He did it. Yeah. But I think Steven Spielberg is somebody that like, you can take that movie seriously because he actually is one of the greatest directors <laughs> of his generation. You know, I think if you if you you know if you don't look if at you Belfast, open up your eyes, if you don't look at then Belfast, you'll realize. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's exactly what everyone needs to do. I I'm a Belfast enjoyer, TM. Um, and I think if you don't look at it through that lens, it's it's a lot more enjoyable. Because yeah, who gives a shit about Kenneth Branagh? But just I don't know. I love that movie. Um, uh, what else is on here? Uh, uh, who's not course, excited for the new Knives Out? Glass Onion. Glass Onion, hell yeah. Uh, also, uh, Noah Baumbach has, the, mm-hmm. um, what is it? The, White Noise, starring yeah, White Noise, yeah. Greta Gerwig, that, I mean, and Adam and Driver. Adam Driver, my boy. Uh, and then we also got um, The Whale. Everyone's talking about Darren Aronofsky. Oh, the Whale looks interesting, Brendan for Fraser. sure. Yeah. Glad Brendan Fraser's back, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm nervous. Some of the reaction has been interesting, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen too many Aronofsky movies. I'm not sure I've seen any, so... I feel like you have, right? I mean, you you haven't seen Requiem, haven't seen Black Swan, haven't seen Mother. Oh yeah, no Noah either, huh? No. Oh yeah, so then maybe this will so be maybe your this first is just like a experience. A, it's gonna be interesting. Definitely watch Black Swan. I know I've been telling you that I for know. I don't know like three years at this point, but one yeah. you definitely need to catch. You know, another director that's making a uh, movies changed my young life and turned me into a director is Sam Mendes with Empire of Light. Um, reception to that has been less good. Um, and I think we actually, there's another one too. Um, James Gray's got his own thing too, uh, called asteroid something. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember, but it's supposed to be good. I think. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I, I'm a big Ad Astra, uh, fan. So I think Armageddon time is what it's called. Oh, okay. And that, that looks uh, interesting and good to me. I heard that it had a very uh, muted reaction in, uh, what was it, Can, And they did some reworking. But I think that given the reaction to Ad Astra was also a bit muted. Uh, and that movie turned out to be one of my favorites of uh, 2018 or whenever it came out. Ad Astra um, very good. Yeah, that I think that James Gray kind of going off what people want him to be doing and like sort of doing his own thing is always going to be more enjoyable. So I'm excited for that. You have any other ones that look especially interesting? Uh, um, I, I mean, I think that pretty much covers everything that I've 
been following at least to some degree mm-hmm. bros looks like it could be interesting it's getting decent reviews um, that's, that's the, the billy, billy eichner. eichner one yeah that one looks pretty funny looks pretty i've funny. seen the trailer a couple yeah. times now so i mean yeah good movies still to come out i think i don't know this year has been interesting because i, I think that we had a very strong start to the year um a lot of very good movies I, if i look at the top of my list it's a lot of things that came out in the first three four months of the year and then we've been in sort of this dry spell yeah but i think that there's a lot to look forward to uh not too many big movies this summer other than like top gun yeah and top gun is kind of like you know late spring all the way through the fall now i mean that movie is still playing so it'll be interesting All right, Zach, we are going to close things out this week. Back on the Disney train, Disney boys, back in session. (laughs) Cody, we miss you. Um, We're going to talk about the D23 Expo. Um, I don't know if you have pulled up any of the things that were announced at the D23 Expo. I've seen a couple of announcements. But I'm going to read them off to you, and you give me your your reaction right off the start. So let's let's work backwards and start with what – you want to talk about the Marvel stuff that they announced, or you want to stick strictly with Disney? I mean, that falls under the same umbrella. Okay. Um, it's their, like, biggest intellectual property right now. All right. Matt Shakeman, um, I think he was the showrunner or, or a director on most of WandaVision. Um, Going to direct Fantastic Four. Yeah. did that. Was that not announced before? It was rumored, but I think this was the official okay, announcement. Okay, the official announcement. Yeah, I mean, Fine. I don't know. I'm, Fantastic Four is still pretty far out, is it not? It's like... 2020 November 8th 2024 2024 yeah so, so we're more than two years pretty, away from pretty it far out and I honestly uh you know <laughs> um honestly I don't care right now yeah about what's gonna happen I mean with WandaVision that. fell into sort of a Marvel pit that like you know it was good to start but then it had to you know satisfy all of these constituencies it had to set up Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness which did it have to, you know? Um, and I think visually that series was good when it was given a chance to, like, be creative. So I don't really have a huge I'd, issue. Yeah, I, I mean, WandaVision, um, the first half at least, is is decent. Um, the first three episodes are really good. And then, you know, four is fine. Five is trash. Uh, and then the rest of it just kind of devolves into, like you said, setting up right. whatever's going to happen next. I think those creative liberties that they had for the first couple of episodes are going to be non-existent with the Fantastic Four. Yep. That's like their next flagship after, you know, the next Avengers that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they announced Thunderbolts, I think, is, yeah. is like the big announcement, which I don't have on this list here. Mm-hmm. But that's probably the big one. Yeah. Um, I don't Thunderbolts, know. I feel, is, is still going to be smaller than Fantastic Four. Like, right. Fantastic Four is, is beloved in the comics world. And, right, and know, they really haven't done it successfully media. in a in a movie yet. No, so. they've tried several they times at this point, and uh, people have always been um, angrily, yes, disappointed. A lot of backlash. Fair. Um, so I I feel like Feige's going to keep that one close to the hip. Um, yeah, the, people are expecting maybe a cast announcement this year, but I can see why. I mean, especially with it being two years out, they could do that next year. I mean, principal photography yeah. on this thing probably isn't going to start for you know many months at this point you know mm-hmm. yeah i'm just i don't know i'm uh pretty you know indifferent to to what's going on there right now at this yeah, point. that's fair they announced i don't know if they announced armor wars or just announced don Cheadle was coming back for it but i, I thought this was known like i thought this yeah was a, ar- no armor wars has been a known property for a while right so i'm um, not sure what the new thing is but maybe it's just don Cheadle's is going to be back for it also expected but I thought that was expected yeah too, so something called werewolf by night it's it's a marvel studios special presentation werewolf by night no clue what that is um maybe like a man wolf kind of thing um, yeah i'm sure it's some character that it's gonna be important or something yeah this is the one that there's um, it's like jay jonah jameson's son the astronaut who goes to the moon and then becomes a wolf is this are you being serious is this, I, this I am being dead serious. yes this is, <laughs> okay. a, this is a this is an established character 
in Marvel okay. canon. Okay, I the thing I heard is that there's a character like Elsa Bloodstone or something that's like a werewolf hunter or something. Oh, okay, that's yeah. supposed to debut in this too. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he'll go to the moon and visit Cap. Maybe, maybe they um, apparently did a live performance of "I Can Do This All Day" from, <laughs> from Rogers the Musical. How do you feel about that? Uh, that must have been a treat for all of the all the people in attendance. Okay, and then I'm gonna go to the Disney side, which I think is a little more interesting slash grim. I, I think the Marvel stuff is just in its current iteration kind of grim. It's like we've got three years planned out yeah. of these movies that are probably all going to be exactly the same as the things we've just yes. been we're, through. We're, we're very much like Earthlings and Marvel Studios is like a celestial like level yes. entity yeah. at this point where Pretty it's like much. we're just at its whim. You know, we, we have no say in what's going to happen. Uh, you have strong feelings about Hocus Pocus too. They released a trailer for it. I, I don't know that I've ever even seen the first Hocus Pocus all the way through. Like, not something I really care about. I, th- I feel like the f- Hocus Pocus is is widely loved and celebrated. You know, as, uh-huh. as like a classic Halloween tale. Um, it's a bit too cheesy for my taste. Uh, I probably wouldn't be very interested in in a sequel. Just not, you know. Fair enough. It's fine. Uh, Disenchanted. How about that one? I am devastated that this is going straight to Disney Plus. But it was announced, I think, previously that yeah. Disney Plus was going to be the exclusive home for that. Which is just very, very Comes sad. November. Very the, sad. The trailer looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's very much like both this and Turning Red should have got theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Amy Adams, you know? Yeah, like, right. Patrick Dempsey. And, like, and these Chan- are the established first, stars. Yeah, <laughs> and the first Enchanted is really good. I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's, it's um, a fun movie. And I think this movie seems to be capturing uh, a lot of the same energy as it. Maya Rudolph is a new character in, in this movie. Nice. So that's... yeah. Pretty very awesome. much, very much holds like the same kind of place in my heart that like Princess Diaries does. Like, it yes. just the, these are good movies. I wish that it was going to theaters. Yes. All right. This, so maybe that's when we'll have to do like a you know a spinning the reel showing with like a you know outdoor on the big screen. <laughs> so next two things I'm gonna bring up here. I actually think there is some reason to be hopeful for it. Uh, first up is Peter Pan and Wendy a live-action remake of Peter Pan. And um, here's why, I think. Do you think you should be excited just based on that alone? No. Okay, so here's why. Let me give you a couple reasons why I think that this could be could be interesting. Uh, one, the original Peter Pan is good, but pretty racist. Yes. So you could just remake that less racist, and it would be an additive quality, first and foremost. That's a treacherous path, okay. Because right. I feel like we've we've seen examples of like woke Disney, so to speak, um, and it's very very okay. Liberal. Let me <laughs> let me like give you a couple more reasons here. Uh, Captain Hook is going to be played by Jude Law. Okay, all, all right. right. That's that is intriguing. Keeping your interest, directed by David Lowry. Getting better. Who so? Who I lied in the first section about the best movie of all of these things being you're, either. You're gonna say Peach Dragon is the Pete's best. Peach Dragon is probably the best of these remakes, <laughs> and honestly. probably the least seen as well. Probably, yeah, yeah. But I mean, David Lowry is doing interesting things in pretty much all of his movies. Um, I think Pete's Dragon he took in sort of a different direction and it worked out okay. Mm-hmm. I I have a little faith in this movie. I, uh, you know, I would like a Green Knight cameo. Please. <laughs> He's just hanging out in the background yeah. or something. Uh, okay, next one, Mufasa, the Lion King prequel, just absolutely grim. Like directed by Barry Jenkins. I mean, you got to have some faith in Barry Jenkins at this point, right? Like you got to have some faith that he is going to attach himself to a project that is smart and I don't know worthwhile. I would hope so. I just I hope I, Barry Jenkins. Excellent director. Yes. Um, what I hope, what my hope for this would be is that it is far, far removed from the timeline we see in The Lion King. Yep. Um, because I would hate for this to have the Cruella effect where they just feel the need to stitch it onto the end. Um, yeah. To go right into Lion well, King. Well, the thing I like about this is there is not like a, a an existing Mufasa story necessarily. You know, like I mean, 
the original Lion King, sure, but like they've already remade that one. There is not like what this movie is going to be. It seems like is not a direct recreation of something that already exists. So giving Barry Jenkins the opportunity to make something new within an existing IP, I have a little more faith in than you know some of the things we're going to talk about in a second here. Yeah, but this, this so to me, this is you know hearing these announcements um, throughout the day. Uh, this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier in, in, in the mm-hmm. Pinocchio segment saying like that even even if they run out of movies to remake, they're just going to make prequels and sequels right. and like midquels. And if they're letting Barry Jenkins do that better than if they're just getting any, you know, Joe John Schmo. Favreau. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, how long though until if Mufasa is successful, how long until they make an animated remake of Mufasa or something you know, down <laughs> the line? Like this is it's just no, it's very I mean, grim. No, they're going to establish who Simba's grandfather is in Mufasa mm-hmm. and then they're going to make his movie after, yeah. you know. We're just going to have generations yeah, of these exactly, Lion King yeah. movies. <laughs> All right. And then um, before you can show your children the original Lion King, you have to make them watch the other ones first, <laughs> and then you can watch Lion King. And by the time they're like, Daddy, please stop. Oh, I've God. seen enough Lion Kings. All right. Uh, Snow White was, I think, officially announced. Uh, director on this is Mark Webb, director of Amazing, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, also the director of uh, 500 Days of Summer before you know he got in the IP world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Zegler starring as Snow White. Fine, I guess. I mean, we've only really seen her in West Side Story, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, she was fine Significantly. Gal Gadot appears to be playing maybe the evil queen. I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Had you there for a second. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's where things get interesting. The Little Mermaid. I feel like this has been a really contentious one. Highly anticipated. Uh, Halle Bailey starring mm-hmm. as Ariel, which I think is great. Uh, yeah, they released a teaser trailer. I mean, obviously she good. can sing. Yeah, yeah, which is which is super awesome. Lin Manuel Miranda to write four new songs, four new songs. Yeah, this for is the what, Little Mermaid. This is what people should be upset about. Yes. Not that Ariel is black, just that we're giving Lin Manuel Miranda another we, platform. We are taking a movie with pretty much. The, the best, best yeah. soundtrack of an animated movie. I'm not gonna say maybe all time, but like at least of that era. It's it's yeah. Who, some, who are, it's this it's, it's this one it's, team for yeah. Disney. Howard Ashman yeah, and, and uh, uh, Alan Menken. And Alan it, Menken's yeah. been involved for a long time. Howard Ashman um, died. famously died, but yeah. he did the music. Of some of the best like Disney musicals. Um, Aladdin, is there an, Beauty is there, and the Beast. Uh, was there an Ursula reveal in this trailer? There was not, but that's supposed to be Melissa McCarthy, I think, right? Okay. I, th- I, I think, think that was previously you know what? announced. I'm not a, the biggest fan of Melissa McCarthy, but I feel like she can do this Yeah, I think role. she, she like, could pull that off. But I, yeah. like, I just that baffles me. Is like you've got this incredible music, and then you're uh, you're it's, bringing the guy that made yeah, Surface this Pressure. This is going to be another Pinocchio where it's like they're going to they're gonna like destroy part of your world every other part, and yeah. like, you know, kiss the girl and like under the sea. Those are cut in half yeah. to make room for these original songs written by the guy who did Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Just just a mess. Um I'm I'm worried about this one. I, again, like Yeah. I I hope it's good. Like again, I hope this is like a star vehicle for Halle Bailey and she gets to do a whole lot of, you know, outside of the Disney bubble movies, but mm-hmm. yeah, that Lin-Manuel Miranda news has me um concerned. Pixar announced a few things. Uh, first look at, out what is it? Elemental, which looks like Zootopia but with elements. Yeah, it's like fire and water kind of deal. Reminds me more of Osmosis Jones. Yeah, that's kind of the the visual. Do you think that's a Warner it. Brothers property? I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. I, I hard to bet against Pixar when you haven't seen the movie. But I mean, we did just get Lightyear. We did just get Lightyear, but even Lightyear. So I mean, I think Pixar is the other end of the spectrum of the Disney remakes, where it's like. Even the worst Pixar movies generally are going to be like average. So those movies are generally yeah. average to good, with the occasional outlier of like this movie. Sucks. Right? Yeah. Lightyear, Good Dinosaur, sure. Cars, Cars Two. Yeah. Uh, something called Elio, um, where it's this is what it says: a boy finds himself transported across the galaxy and mistaken for the intergalactic ambassador for planet Earth. That sounds cool. Sure. 
Why not? At least it's an original idea. Yeah. Love it. Why Lu- not? Luca in space. Where are we at on Inside Out 2? This uh, this is announced. It was rumored right before. Is this Pete Doctor again? Is he? No. No. Mm, that's it's concerning. Nope. So, uh, and this is even the weirder part is so most of the emotions are coming back. It's also going to be set inside of Riley's head again. As a teenager. As a teenager. With new emotions. Amy Poehler is back. Um, but yes, new emotions. They could not get... Um, Bill Hader, Bill Hader, and Mindy Kaling to come back. Mm. They apparently offered Lewis them Black coming back, lots of money. Uh, I don't know. It didn't. They didn't say, but I, they didn't say that he wasn't. So this is going to be new emotions taking their place, which is I think going to be honestly. I feel like weird if, and interesting thing. I feel like if you, you okay, so Mindy Kaling, for those who haven't seen Inside Out, plays Disgust in the original mm-hmm. one, uh, and she does a great job. So like. How are you going to have a teenage protagonist, Riley, and that not does have not disgust? have that emotion? Yeah, in how are you going to make that without disgust? Yeah, I don't know. There was a new um, image from the movie Strange World, which is not Pixar. This is back to Disney. I'm I'm not yeah. really sold on this thing Looks as a concept. Kinda, I, I I saw the trailer in front of like maybe Thor or something, and it was just like. Uh, who cares? I, you know, was yeah, not. It doesn't look all that interesting. Did not hook me at all. Um, I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh, was he the star of this? I didn't even know. He's involved. I don't know if he's the star. Oh, okay. Um, there was just some interview with him recently that that got uh, released. Um, his la- his I think his last uh, voiceover role was the Spirit movie from like oh, last God. year. Okay, where sure. He, he played the cowboy dad. Um, Why not? But. Yeah, no, uh, Strange World or or yeah, just as I'll watch it. It's Disney animation, of course, but yeah, I'm not excited All about right. it. One last one here. This is, I think, the one that has upset maybe both of us the most um, <laughs> just so stupid i think this this wraps up all of the movies that were announced as well this is a movie called wish and this is this is their own description um all new animated feature film that explores how the iconic wishing star from disney movies came to be <laughs> it's just real bottom of the barrel stuff Honestly, I hope it's like uh, this is a way to tie Disney Animation Studios uh, IPs into like Marvel multiverses. <laughs> like that's, that's the only. Don't we already reason. have a movie that explains why that star exists? And it's because uh, Evangeline and uh, what's his name in uh, Princess and the Frog. I think that's just a different star. Oh yeah, but God, dude, it's I like so. Like, there's no nothing too small. Yeah. For I think them I too. saw when this got announced. I think I saw a tweet. I can't remember from who, but there. But this like perfectly encapsulates the situation where it's like, why is this? Why does this announcement read like they're trying to get around some kind of IP constraint or like you know some kind of copyright? Like they're this is the only part of the story they can use, <laughs> so that's what they're gonna run with. Like, who gives a shit honestly about the origin of this star? Like, right, but they're you know, like, this is Disney canon, so you have to see it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess this is like you know. Again, the tying together a couple different movies, I would say like Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Uh, what else? Like, you know, what else even has this star in it? Who knows? Um, Who was to say that was even the same star? That was just maybe a even character like, wishing on a star. Maybe even like Lion King. Is there a star in Lion King? Um, mm, I don't remember there being a star in Lion King. I thought the Lion King star sequence was more uh, just like look up at the stars. Those are the former yeah, kings. Mufasa, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's you know the wishing star is like the North Star, right? Like, right. So, I don't know. Who knows? I don't. I I cannot understand why Can they would not? think anyone <laughs> anyone would give a shit about this. I'm sure it's Disney. It's probably going to be like passingly decent. And yeah, Disney is at a point where people will watch it just because it's Disney, right? Like they're just such a monolith of right. And the thing is, Disney culture. owns everything now. Like they own like all of these significant IP pieces, and if they're not committed to making new original content, because like we just went through all of this, and other than the couple Pixar movies, and I guess this new look at Strange World, like I'm gonna go down the line here one more time. Like, yeah, how many like of these things entries. are new? Like the Pixar things, Elio and Elemental. Um. Yeah, Mufasa is still attached to a, an IP. Like, yeah, it's all sequels. It's all remakes. It's all it, like, 
if they're not making new things, that's pretty grim because like there aren't a whole lot of places to go for animation anymore. You know, like Disney is controlling Pixar, they're controlling obviously Disney Animation Studios. And now we get what something from uh, the Cartoon Saloon group, like once every couple yeah. years, you get something from DreamWorks every couple years. Yeah. Like Disney is putting out four of these things a year, and every single one of them is like a remake or explaining how a wishing star came to be. Like, I mean, it's, even DreamWorks right now, they're, they're, DreamWorks' next release is a Puss in Boots spinoff. Sure. Um, and then and then yeah, it feels like animation is kind of in a stranglehold right now. Like most, I think most animation that original content that's getting produced is on television mm-hmm. on the small screen at this point. Um, in terms of like new animated films, you just get kind of, you know, remakes, spinoffs, uh, right. and just like this soulless kind of corporate stuff. Like, like illumination is probably the most egregious. Or, yeah. Uh, like offender. that's horrible. Um, Disney in this case by no means is they're, they're not innocent at all. They're, they're kind of the perpetrators of this mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I think that's yeah. what you have to do, right? If you're competing with this like monolithic company that has this, you know, endless well of nostalgia to draw on, if you're competing with that, like how are you going to create something yeah. that people will go see, even if it's of superior quality? I think, you know, I think there are some, you know, hidden gems out there, like, or things that are still getting released or mm-hmm. going to be released that are going to be interesting and, you know, uh, what's the word like original in terms of the, yeah. the genre like we have that jordan peele henry Selleck. yeah that that out. looks interesting what's um, that wendell and wild or something like yeah. that yeah uh i mean and then I, I yeah i don't know yeah and i don't know that we need to dig into like this disney is not being creative or you know innovative anymore because that's we've talked about it so many times we have yeah. on this podcast before but it is true you know like it's they really, were creating new stories based on a lot of times on like no, fairy tales and stuff yeah. but they were original and different they weren't based on something disney had done before and it seems like since the turn of the century maybe like this is the only thing disney is interested in doing anymore yeah like there just is very little that they want to uh add it, to it's uh, it's very much just that you know the state anytime you're talking about the state of the movie industry right now like very much this this phenomenon is the, is really just the elephant in the room um and it, you can't really there's only so many paths you can tread before you get back to this being it being the center of the conversation mm-hmm. where it's like oh we're we're only getting so many movies released by independent studios you know budgets are inflated to try and make money back on a on a larger budget because a smaller budget is too much of a risk right now um, no one's going to movie theaters. Like it's really just you can only talk around it so much, right. and it, the conversation is always just going to lead back here after after so long. And then especially when you have one of you know the the largest media companies in the world, if not the largest, I think it is uh, having a big fan expo and announcements for you know their shareholders and 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 fans alike. That's really it's just a gravity well and. Mm-hmm. Um, where where the the meat of the conversation is and just you know i mean just right even and listening some of the best these, actors and creatives if they yeah, want to get paid I, that's I where mean, they have to go to listening you know? to these announcements right like out of you know 12 announcements or so three are original and the rest mm-hmm. are are some associated with some form of ip that we've already seen before it's just yeah there's no avoiding that it's it's literally it's the center of it right yeah, and again, this is like basically every project Disney is working on for the next two, three years. And I think this goes out to 2024, 2025. Yeah, and the, the only last things one. that like we know of already that haven't been announced are like they're making a Lilo and Stitch uh, adaptation too, which they didn't talk about at the, the conference, but we know that's on deck as well. So it's just, just, again, one of those things that like all the creatives involved in this, it's like if you want to get paid and you want to go to the studio to like make a big movie to make your money, this is, this is your option pretty much at this point, you know, is like, okay, which uh, of our animated movies really strikes you as the one that we should remake next, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's capitalism, baby.
All right, Zach, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Spinning the Reel. Hopefully it wasn't too grim of an episode. Very cynical. I think so. I think so. Deservedly. You know what's not cynical? Promoting ourselves. Wait. True. So where can people find us? Uh, Spinningthereel.com. That's right. It's R-E-E-L. Who knows if I write about Pinocchio? Uh, Time will tell. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because you want to? (laughs) No. Uh, That's where you can find all of Evan's reviews, um, links to the podcast on all the various platforms. Yep. um, And just support us with your clicks. Uh, Leave reviews and ratings. That's always helpful. Um, Letterbox for you? Uh, Painted underscore dog on Letterbox. Great. And then I'm Evan D26. So that's a good way to find out all the stuff we're watching. Uh, Cody is DJ Wrote. Yeah. You guys can figure it out. DJR0TE on Letterboxd. You, you don't have to figure it out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, Cody will be back with us next week. Do we have any idea what's coming out um, next week? I mean, whatever it is, we'll, we'll bring it to you guys. But we've got to be getting pretty close to Don't Worry Darling here. I think that's in a couple weeks still. See, see how they run, The Woman King. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be one of those things probably. So... With that, you have any last words, Zach? No, I don't think so. Um, Thanks for listening. Sure.